And all the saints said, amen, amen. Thank you, Liz. I was thinking about that song about amazing grace. How sweet the sound. That is so important for us to uh, grasp, to understand. There's some things that we want to uh, focus in on for this morning that I think is very important. Thank you, Kevin and uh, Eddie. We're in, we're in John, the, the 15th chapter. As we look at John, the 15th chapter, um, it has some things to, to say to us for this, this morning. And my prayer is that as, as the Lord speaks to our heart, um, the, the whole idea is the embracing the, the principle of abiding. And um, so first, let's, let's, let's read what does it say. These things have I spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. And this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Let's bow in prayer. Father, as we uh, come this morning, as we begin to wrap things up, as far as Jesus Christ talking to his disciples, at least with these verses, he says other things, but he said other things, but verses 1 through 14, he really kind of stressed some things that we need to know and we need to understand very clearly. So help me, Lord. Thank you for uh, our time together. Help me, Lord, to clearly articulate some points that we need to see that it will help us in our relationship with you and with others. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. So we, um, we want to hit our review, go through that. Uh, we dealt, dealt with our aim to help us to keep a reality check on our relationship with, with Christ and thinking it through. Jesus laid out the dynamics of abiding in him by using four major categories. And with the outline, the who, the how, the what, the why. And I was telling you that whenever you're dealing with a problem, always take your six friends with you. You hear what I'm saying? If you don't carry your six friends with you, you're going to stay in that problem. Always answer the questions with the six friends. Uh, it keeps you out of pro uh, trouble and everything else. I always ask the uh, six, six questions. Uh, these, I only have the four that we are dealing with, not in the order that it should be, though. Um, number one, we dealt with the who. 
And we last week we dealt with the fact, and I'm moving this quick because we, we dealt with it before. And it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the uh, vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Now understand verse 2 and 3. The whole purpose of the vine uh, dresser, or the whole purpose of the person pruning is to clean the tree. <laughs> and so Jesus Christ would say, and the word, it's the word that cleans you up. Remember, quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing the sun of the soul and spirit, joints and moral, uh, and the discerning of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So God, it's God's word that really cleans you up, you know. And he was telling the disciples that up to this point, he said, guys, you're clean. I guess that was a pretty good. Now, that does not mean that the guys were perfect, okay? But it says, you're clean. You're, you're standing on the You know the word. You know me. You know the word. Uh, you guys are, are ahead of the game. In abiding, the position must be kept clear and re, uh, respected. The Godhead is in control. I think we talked about that. Uh, it is a position of, of careful and effective management. It, is, it ensures spiritual and physical perfection. So then the first thing that Jesus Christ says to the disciples, the first snapshot we have of the picture is this. God, Jesus, I want you to understand how the Godhead is put together. We know what we're doing. Everybody have their job. Okay. I'm the vine. Whatever you need is going to come through me. Your prayer is going to come through me. We, that's what we, in Jesus' name. Don't go on your own. Don't say your name. In Jesus' name, it don't have to come through Jesus. Okay? God is the one going to clean your life up. If you're acting crazy, he's the one who does the whipping. Jesus does not whip you. God, the Father, does the whipping. He chastened those whom he loved. Okay? So, uh, so don't blame it on Jesus. Don't blame it on the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus who does that. It says each one of us have our jobs for a specific purpose. And it and it's, and it's ensures spiritual and physical perfection. That's what it does. Going, going back there, when it goes to this one, it says, already you are clean because the word that I have spoken to you. It, it, what it does, it cleans you up. It cleans you up. And so I walk you through that review because there's much we need to talk about. And so we come to uh, the, the, uh, the second one, how. It says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it what? Neither can you unless you abide in me. Read the next one with me. And I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can, you can do, you can do. Okay, that's very important, okay? How can a fruit do anything outside the vine, please? Okay. Uh, next one. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. You see how many times it says abide? Abide, abide, abide. I think you, you pick up almost about uh, seven times. The Greek word, that word is a uh, minnow, minnow. 
uh, that, that, that word here is that uh, when we talk about abide, let me, let me give a, another a example. When, um, when you look at, I was uh, thinking about uh, John uh, Hammer and, uh, and Lisa and, uh, and Major, you see, and Major's still breastfeeding, okay? And so Major is abiding with uh, you know, Lisa. Now, they can come up with that bottle if they want to, okay? Uh, he might tolerate it for a little bit, but no, 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 no. See, see, one thing about the bottle, uh, I don't care if it's plastic or rubber, I don't care what it is. There's nothing like being right next to mama. A bottle can't hold me, okay? I cannot feel mama's heartbeat. I can't, no, no, don't, I don't want a bottle, you know. I want mama. I say, this baby just keep hollering. We come and feed this child, you know, why? Because the child's saying, you don't understand, the, you don't know the term abiding, you see? Because it's the, it's the mental, it's the, it's the, it's the abide. And the Lord says, I want you to abide in me. That's what he was saying with the, the church of Ephesus. Says, you're doing all of these things, but you're not abiding in me. You're doing all those external things that guess what? Some other folks might be able to do, but I, what I want you to do is abide in me. And then there's two-way thing. And I, uh, what? I abide in you. And this abiding is very important. Very important. So we have to ask the question, am I abiding in Christ? Now we have to go beyond uh, Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary for my sins, etc., etc. No. Quiet time, time with you and the Lord. Is there a time when it's just you and the Lord? See, there's something that has your attention. The question is what? And the Lord is saying, I should have. If I'm the vine and I'm giving everything you need, I would think that you want me. Then if not, then why not? Um, and so he talks about this whole idea of abiding. Three major things that Jesus emphasized in these, in these verses. Number one, the principle. Number two, the procedure. And number uh, four, the product. He says, because apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. I, um, I need to bring out this thought because he says, because how the, 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 the scripture is laid out, it starts off with leadership. Then it talks about abiding before he says, before I even talk to you about love, you see. Says, so he says, the first thing is, is leadership. You know that God here and how we function. He says, now, if you know this is how I function, then what I want you to do is to stay close to me. Um, that's where I'm finding many of problems in relationships in the church, and in the home. Why is it we are not abiding? <laughs> the question kept going through my mind through the course of this week. Why is it that we are not abiding? Why is it that it doesn't even bother us that we are not abiding? Because, <laughs> how can I put it? I'll, I'll put this word out. Emphasis. What is it? It's what you emphasize. It's, it's what's really important. If it's important, it, gets, it has your attention. 
If it's not important, it don't have your attention. For instance, I'll say one word, and only a few heads will go up. But the most important, but it means the most to one person, though. Um, Josiah's birthday was this past week. See? All of a sudden, why? Because it's important. The rest of you all still be looking at it. See what I'm saying? Because, because, you see, as we consider oneness, the Lord says the oneness is when you, um, when you emphasize and de-emphasize something, then what seems to be important to you, you may make it non-important uh, as far as a personal case. Okay, for instance, if I love chocolate cake, although I don't eat it because of other reasons, but if I love chocolate cake, and I said, boy, I really love it. And you laugh at me every time I talk about it. And I'm sharing my heart how much I love chocolate cake. And then you start making fun of, here come the chocolate cake man. You, know? <laughs> you even start rapping on the chocolate cake man. That might be funny to others. But what do you think you're doing to me? Another thing that breaks the Lord's heart Every time the Lord's name is mentioned, mentioned, how's your feelings? What do you think? How you see, even in even in marital relationships, couples can be married for years. But what's important to one is not necessarily important to another. Oh, they can love, they can learn the love language. Uh, feel uh, 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 you know, that, that a touch and words and, and, uh, and uh, gifts, you know, and all these other things. They can, they can get the five love languages of uh, uh, Gary Chapman. You can get the five love languages, time, okay, words. You get those five love languages, and boy, you say, boy, I got them all down. I'm going to use them in my marriage. And yet and still, the mate still somewhere still uh, distant. Why? Because even though you know my love language, it's not that important to you. You know I love flowers, yet you don't even think about getting me flowers. You know I love time, but you don't have time for me. You think that that's the second thing on your list. And so marriages fall apart. Oh, they, some have the finances and everything else. Um, and yet and still it falls apart because one emphasizes one thing and the other emphasizes the other. And they don't respect or don't appreciate or show appreciation of, on the same level of how that person feels. Um, I know that Karen, she loves, um, uh, I, I think this, uh, this Japanese group is going to uh, get ready to do something. With, I think it's Shangu or something like that. Uh, they've been advertising, you know, and um, Karen, Karen and I went to one of those, uh, and, and she really likes, uh, likes those, those things. And um, uh, for me, I mean, I wouldn't go to every one, but if I go to one, I mean, I would really enjoy it. Guess what I need to do? 
I need to move it from La La up to what Karen really likes. Number one, it won't kill me. You see what I'm saying? That they're not out to kill me, all right? <laughs> okay. So since they're not out to kill me, don't take it personal. But guess what it do for my wife? Guess what it do for my wife to go there and then take her out to dinner or whatever case may be? Because I say I care. When the Lord says, abide in me, he says, do you really care? Do our relationship really mean something? When I say to you that you should always pray, then do you, do you say, I don't have enough time? How can I tell you about love and you don't even respect the whole idea of abiding? You're telling the person that I don't appreciate you. And that can hurt very deeply. That can cut very deeply into a person's heart and soul. Abiding. Abiding. My, my prayer to you, my prayer for you is, Lord, help us to learn this word, abiding. It will help us when it comes down to um, 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 help me so I won't minimize what's very important to someone else. Know what delights a child's heart? Not only that you listen to them, when you sit down, get to their level, and actually look them in the face and listen to them, now they know you have their attention instead of they're st constantly standing up trying to explain. It means a lot. And so you find, you find this happening in churches. You find it happening in relationships. You find it happening, you see, but it first happened with Jesus Christ. If you haven't learned it here, it's not going to happen in your family. See? Observation. The biggest problem in a spiritual or physical relationship is uh, recognized by what we minimize or maximize in our thought, life, and actions. Abiding demand that you must be in. <laughs> okay. Minimizing, maximizing. So abiding says, are you in? Okay. When you minimize, you address the question, do you care? Either you minimize it or you maximize it. And the Lord is simply saying this morning, do you care? You want to see big things happen? You want to see, I just want to ask one thing in the midst of all of this. If I prospered you, would you still have time for me? If I took everything away, would you still have time for me? What does abiding mean to you? History. The what? Then it goes on to say, let's read together. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. 
abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. So he showed you how, doesn't he? Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in what? His love. Okay? Three things that are quite clear in these verses. One, confirmation of our abiding is fruit bearing. When you abide in Christ, there is fruit bearing. When we talk about fruit bearing is, how do I know I'm abiding in Christ? Number one, I have peace. Number, number two, I'm sensitive to the voice of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My priorities are different when I abide in Christ. Abiding is very important, very important. Fruit bearing is, it affects how I speak to others. God's concern becomes my concern. And God is pleased with the things that I'm doing. Karen, my son, brought over all this these vegetables and fruits and everything else. And she was, uh, uh, had this cantaloupe and she said, Don, is this cantaloupe uh, ready? And so she usually had me do the tester to see whether, you know, uh, I'm the testologist. I always come up with all these different terminologies. So I say, I'm the testologist. I'll, I'll, I'll. And, uh, and, and so what happens is um, when you open it, it may look good, but it's not how it looks. It's how it what? How it tastes. There's a lot of folks who look good. Huh? No, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, they, they look good. But you see, the real life, Lord Jesus Christ said, I feel like I wish you were hot or cold. I feel like spitting you out. See? Then, uh, then you have the comparison of abiding. It says, abide in me just as I am abiding in the Father. And he says, and he tells tell us where to abide. Abide in my love, even as I abide in my Father's love. He gives us an example. He doesn't give us some nebulous thing here. As I abide in my Father's love, I want you to abide in my love. The conditions of, of abiding. Let me go back to go, go look at the verse there. It says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Oh, okay. That's, that's what it takes to abide, Lord. If you keep my commandments, you abide in my love. See, so the Lord doesn't leave anything mystical, does he? If you do what I say, you are abiding in me. One thing the parents hate is a hard-headed, disobedient child. He said, but if you keep my commandments, you are abiding in me. And that is so important, so important, okay? Love is now revealed in our abiding in Christ. Our show of love is unacceptable without abiding in Christ. What we do is never on our terms. Never on our terms. It's on Christ's terms. 
One of the reasons that Abraham became the father of all nations, one of the key reasons is Abraham obeyed God. And the question is, we need to ask ourselves, do I obey God all the time? Not sometimes, all the time. If not, why not? You gonna find me somewhere in the picture, you know, and me gonna say, "Are you are you talking about?" Yeah, I'm talking about me. Yeah. Then the question is, why? Because me wants to do, still want to do his program. Four, almost there. Let's read it together. These things I have spoken to you that you love. Joy, my, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be what? Full. You see what happens then? You can't get the joy without first bearing fruit, but you can't bear fruit unless you abide. You cannot abide unless you belong to the vine. You better know who the vine and the vine dresser is. See how this began to come together. Some folks you know talking about I got joy in Jesus and disobedient and everything else. And I said, Well, how tell me, how did you get that joy? Uh, take a sheet of paper, tell me, how did you get that joy? Uh, well, I kept thinking three times a day. And I, and I, and I. So that's how you got the joy. I don't want your joy. Why? Because the Lord showed me how to get my joy. This is the word of God. Not other people's opinions and plans and four steps. This is how I get to God, the joy of the Lord. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have what? So it says, fruit bearing then, you bear fruit, and, the, and one of the things about the fruit is you love or you're totally committed. There is the agape. You love people not based on how they love you. Not based on their attitudes, how they look. You, matter of fact, remember, the, the Bible says, first you, the external, you love your enemies. But then we are to, get this now, he, he makes this a family matter. You see that here? He says we are to love what? One another. He says we are to love one another as I have, oh, wow, as I have loved you. The essence of oneness. Here's is where you have a group that you cannot break up. It's composed of God. These individuals are abiding in the Lord. They are fruit bearing and they love one another. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Okay. Four things that Christ made very clear in these verses. One, this is the foundation of having full joy flowing from the will of God. This is Christ's expectation for those who are his. This is the level of commitment our Lord expects of us. The bottom line is our relationship with the Lord. He says, if you do what I say. 
we can't get around it. We can't, we can't get around it. And um, I'm trying to figure out how to make this clear. I, I, I can't make you obey. I can only encourage you to obey. There's a song that trust and obey for there's what? No other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Don't listen to what other folks are saying. All these other things goes as far as the grave and that's it. The Lord says, you do it with me. We're talking about a, a, a relationship that, that moved from here on into eternity. It, it's, it's almost like one day you're here and the next day you're not, and you still have that relationship with the Lord. That's what the Lord wants in our lives. One last thing. We are in a temporal world with an eternal perspective only what we do for Christ will last let's read together we are we live in a temporal world with an eternal perspective only what we do for Christ will last everything else that's going on in the political arena and what's going on as far as the world's going around us, I'm not saying to, to be totally oblivious of what's going on around us. No, that's not the case. The Lord is saying, make sure that you are where you should be right now as an individual with me. Let's start with the relationship with me. Once you, once you have established this with me, then there's, Paul said, there's, uh, I can do all things through Christ who what? Who strengthens me. And as we begin to wrap things up this morning, if God is speaking to your heart and you're saying, Lord, let me bring that one word back out of here again. I have minimized my relationship with you. It, it could have been through neglect. Uh, it could have been deliberate. But it's not sufficient. If God's been speaking to your heart, I'd like to pray for you. Just simply stand and say, hey, that's me. I've minimized, minimized. That's, that's the key. That's the key. Minimize my relationship with you. It, it, it should be, when you talk about rejoicing the Lord always, it got to be on the maximized level, right? It can't be on the minimized level. But only you can be honest with yourselves. It's just, I'm just trying to help you out here. Because Don Rackett is still working on the same thing. I cannot be effective if I'm not exactly where I should be in Christ. Let us bow. Father, thank you for our time together. Thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your word and what it has to say to us. As we talk about uh, embracing our oneness in Christ. And you made it very clear in John. Here's how the oneness happens. This is how it works. There's structure. There's 
productivity. There is an abiding there, Lord. There's love. There's obedience. And you equate abiding by how we obey you. Not how often we come to church. Not how many times we read the Bible. And so, Lord, help us to be the people that you're calling for in this day and time. You have created us for this day and time to glorify you, to honor you. Help us to say, like Jesus Christ says, it's finished. I did what I supposed to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen.